Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 378 for Tuesday the 16th of December 2014. Nice to see you. Good to have you here. Tonight we are going to be taking a look at Google Calendar and how we can convert Ooh, it using cool. PHP to an array. What does all that mean? Well, would you love to have current events, upcoming events on your own website? Say you've got a band website or maybe yeah. a church website, a uh, business website, mm-hmm. personal website, any kind of website whatsoever. If you'd like to have a calendar, we're going to show you how to do it. Cool. Nice to see you. I'm Robbie. I'm Hillary. And over there in the newsroom, hey, Sasha. I'm Sasha, and here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. The Pirate Bay was shut down, but one of its competitors, IsoHunt, has cloned it. What do you get when a software glitch affects software that prices your products on Amazon? The potential for all of your stock to be sold for a penny. That's what. Who'd have, who would have ever guessed that the umbrella would be the next tech breakthrough? And Microsoft is fighting for user privacy against the U.S. government, and other tech giants are standing by them. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone First. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hello! Welcome, everyone. Welcome. The whole world at large here with us in our living room. Crazy, huh? It's pretty cool. Category 5 is a rad show. And Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And you can check that out at cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. And you can have a peek at that by visiting cat5.tv slash IAIB. Thanks, Hill. No problem. Also have a lot of exciting stuff happening in the show. But first off, a little bit of excitement. Happy birthday this week to Dave Maydew. And a happy belated birthday to our friend Masterminds H. We love birthdays on the show. Another year older, another year bolder. That's what I say to that. <laughs> Those are our loyal fans, our friends, members of our community who are in our chat room and active and sending us questions, sending us tips and info. We love it. It's great. See a lot of people 
making their way into the chat room tonight. Uh, Dennis Kelly, nice to see you. Uh, I see some unfamiliar faces as well, but also some people that, uh, that we see week after week. It's nice to see Kek Kek uh, once again tonight. Uh, also, uh, Orange Man is joining Ooh, us in the chat room. Cool. But uh, some other names. Uh, D-Y-U uh, is in the chat room. Or U, or however you would say that. Uh, welcome. Dave 26, cool dude. Nice mm-hmm. to see you again. Hydro. Of course, uh, Skillat, TikTok, Whiskey Zero, and uh, John Garvey. It's, it's filling up. Fast. Get your seat. Jump <laughs> into the chat room. Say hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a question there from Main Geek. Uh, was it Main Geek seventy five asking about do we check our? No, it was Movie Buff uh, on watching on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, wondering if uh, if we check YouTube comments live during the show. And truth is, we really try to keep up with the chat room. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's. That's probably enough work for you, eh? It's, it's a lot going on. It's like sensory overload. I'm like <laughs> looking, trying to get it all done, answer your questions from our, our mailbag, answer the chat room questions, answer my own questions. So I got a lot. Try to keep it together at the same time. And but we, slip we in do the occasional sip of coffee. Oh, yeah. We do check stuff on YouTube, though. It's not that we don't mm-hmm. check it. We just don't check it live. Live. It's hard yeah, for me to really keep up, people. All my... Uh, All the social, social media, yeah. Although we do try to keep up with Twitter. Hey, everybody on Twitter. Hey, Messaging world. us uh, using the Cat5TV hashtag. Cool. Um, now, of course, some of our tweets that have been coming in contain pictures. So if you want to see those, Ooh, go to cool. uh, to the links that you see on your screen. But also, uh, you can go to my profile, Robbie mm-hmm. Ferguson, on Twitter and go to my favorites. You'll be able to follow those links. Uh, we had um, Matthew here that showed us the uh, Poio 3D printer. Cool. And you know what he did, Sasha? You won't believe. You remember the the little um, the little octopus that yes. he printed right here? Yes. Imagine this. He went home that night and printed one that was literally about <laughs> this big, and you can actually see that oh, in our Twitter feed. Uh, How I cool is that? Want That's one of those awesome. printers so badly. <laughs> <laughs> it really was cool. Also, uh, we've got. Uh, Chris Lee there, who is... Uh, it's really, really tiny on my screen. I'm glad you're able to blow this up. Uh, but I, I do see your tweets. Thank you for sending them in. Use our hashtag Cat5TV on mm-hmm. Twitter in order to uh, ensure that uh, that we see, we see your it. tweets. Uh, or, of course, you can send them to my attention. Robbie Ferguson. Hillary Rumble? You could tweet me. i got to admit, I've been laying low in the Twitterverse as of late, but... Would still love to hear from you, Sasha. I don't think you, you're yeah, even not as low. Yet, yeah, right? not as low as I've been laying because <laughs> I have yet to join the Twitterverse. Okay, we got to get her on this <laughs> the social media thing because your fan base is growing, and uh, and we got to get you these profiles so people mm-hmm. can get in touch with you, say hi. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you can true. reply and all that. It's really important <laughs> stuff. Twitter is uh, is I think going to be the next big thing. The next big thing? I mm. thought it already was <laughs> kind of a yes, big deal. Yes, got him bum. Was that joke on Monday or Wednesday? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> we were talking before the show about time zones. <laughs> what, uh, what, what day is it where you live? Because Sasha thought the world was flat and she thought everybody <laughs> was watching on Tuesday because it's a whole single time zone. But uh, we've got to figure it out. Yeah. So if we were to broadcast, what was the question? If we were to broadcast on a Tuesday morning... At 7 a.m. Yeah, what would happen? Then everyone in the world could still watch it on Tuesday. Correct? Is that true? true? I need to see the world map again. This, like, hurts my brain. 
Someone please let us know. Where are you right now and what time is it? And what day? And what yeah. day? Post us in the chat room <laughs> where, uh, where you are and what time it is. Uh, don't forget also we've got this, uh, this awesome alkaline water pitcher from vivewater.ca to give cool. away. Uh, that's starting tonight. We're giving those away. Uh, awesome. If you haven't casted your ballot yet, get uh, an email into uh, contest at category5.tv. Adam is uh, working with some new equipment tonight. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. And, uh, if the camera suddenly falls to the ground, you'll know that it's all cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I want to say a huge thanks to uh, Siglicero, who uh, people don't necessarily know everything that goes on behind mm-hmm. the scenes, who is involved in Category 5 TV. Yeah. Uh, but they are our bandwidth provider for the Roku video feed. And if you're watching this on Roku, uh, you can say thanks to Siglicero, who provide that for you. Uh, we had an interesting happenstance this week because uh, we, I received an interesting email mm-hmm. from an automated system that said, your account has been suspended. <laughs> and I said, okay, what have I done? Yeah. What did we do? Who did we anger? Did we say something mean to Microsoft? All these things are possible. <laughs> but uh, it turns out last week's show had so many live viewers that we used more bandwidth than five oh. times our monthly allocation Hokey doodle. in one week. So literally we, we just blew past our limitation on our bandwidth last week. So um, Siglicero has worked it out. They've oh, fixed us wow. up with some more bandwidth. That is and awesome. And we're good to continue broadcasting through, uh, through the Roku. Cool. So, so touch and go there for a while. We broke the internet. We literally we wow. broke, broke See? the internet. Kim Kardashian tried, but we did it. <laughs> I typed Google into Google and I broke the internet. <laughs> Just like that. Um, speaking of Roku, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't used the, the uh, channel uh, recently, you may have previously noticed that the menu items, some of them, uh, especially in Backstage Pass, were a little bit laggy. Oh, that yeah. has been fixed. We've done some major performance improvements on our Roku channel. If you're not subscribed already, go to cat5.tv slash Roku channel. All one word. <laughs> and that'll get you there. Uh, or you can just go into the Roku channel store, add Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll see it's zippy super fast. Cool. And Sasha's on there with the uh, Category5.tv newsroom as well. Awesome. That sounds cool to me. How are you doing? Nice to see you. I'm going to uh, show you guys some exciting stuff tonight. To me, Ooh. it's exciting. I mean, I, I enjoy programming. I really do. I... I'm very fortunate to work in a field that I actually enjoy a lot because sitting down and programming to me is like, you know, the troubleshooting, the the actual coding aspect of of building things from the ground up is is really exciting because there's really no limit to what you can do when you know how to code. Because your True. computer becomes, and your servers in particular when it comes to web, there's really nothing that you can't do if you know how to program it to do the things you want it to do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rather fun. Um, but one of the things that you may want to do is something simple like put an event list up mm-hmm. on your website. And I, I see this happen where people say, you know, and maybe you've encountered this before, Hill, but um, 
I want to have a list of current events or upcoming events on my website. Totally. But do I want to have to email that into the web developer every week to update it? And yeah. If an event time changes, <laughs> you know, and you can't get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. And if, if the time changes, well, what do, you, what do I do? Do I email them and then they make the change for you and then they charge for the time? Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but there is an easier way. Most of us already use uh, some kind of calendaring application. I'm going to look tonight at Google Calendar. Quite frankly, Google Calendar does an excellent job of providing a calendaring tool mm-hmm. online, and it's available for you for free. So you can simply create a, uh, a Google Calendar and start populating it with your events and yeah. things like that. So it works pretty well. I mean, if you've got a band, if you've got uh, you know whatever it may be that needs calendaring, <laughs> maybe that would be a good solution for you. Um, yeah. Google Calendar works fairly well for us here at the show. All you have to do is go over to google.com.ca, whatever it is that you're using, I'm (laughs) .ca, and click on sign in if you have Mm -hmm. an account. If you don't have an account yet, you can create one that's free. Um, I'm just going to log in here. Give her. All right. (laughs) There we go. I'm in. Beauty. So once you are logged in, things change. You get this new menu up here. And if you click on this grid of apps, you'll see calendar mm-hmm. and by clicking on that now we use the calendar for our calendar hey. so who's co-hosting this week what are we going to learn all that kind of stuff is pretty neat and you see that in the front end when you go to cat5.tv slash calendar you're going to see Whoa. a mock-up of that that is read only so this is the same thing right just that we've created something a little different so that you can interact with that in a read-only way mm-hmm. But you'll remember that we also have on our website um, a list of coming events, and mm-hmm. we do email mail-outs that tell you what the show is going to be about yep. and things like that. So all those things are available, uh, and we do that using PHP and tapping into our calendar. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to take a Google Calendar, we're going to convert it to a PHP array. And what hmm. that means, if you've been following along with our uh, beginner-to-intermediate PHP um, series... Uh, a PHP array allows you to manip- uh, to use the data that's provided from a feed like Google Calendar. Shall we dive in? Let's give her. Ready to Let's learn? Let's do this. Ready to hack away at Google Calendar yes. in a good sense? In a good hack. A good hack. <laughs> okay, so we're going to work with demo.cat5.tv slash 020 tonight. That's the domain that you can go to in order to see this. If you're watching this after the fact, the source code will be available to you uh, in a TXT file. But tonight we're going to program this live on the air. You'll see if you go there, Mm demo.cat5.tv slash 020, you'll see a file called calendar.php, and I'm going to create that for you now. So we know with PHP, the first thing that we need to do is open up the PHP and close it. So we need... uh, to know what is the feed URL of our Google Calendar. This is really, really simple stuff, and I feel confident that we're going to have success tonight. I know sometimes Mm. when we code things live on the air, something (laughs) goes awry, and that's okay. But uh, tonight, I think this is going to work pretty well because you're going to be surprised how simple it is because PHP gives us tools like SimpleXML to make it really, really easy Mm. to manipulate XML feeds. So that's the way we're going to do this. So I need to create a string, and we're going to call this my feed, and we're going to go like that. So I've got a place to put the the URL of my feed. 
back at Google Calendar. Let's go to my calendar, push the little drop down there, and go uh, Calendar Settings. And you'll see if you scroll down, you've got a couple of things. You've got a calendar address and a private address. You never want to use the private address in a public setting. Instead, we want to use the public address, the calendar address, mm -hmm. and we're going to use the XML link. Okay, because we're going to use simple XML and PHP. So XML is, of course, the uh, the ability. It's like an output. To put it into lay terms, it's it's a textual output of a feed. So you know RSS feeds, for example, to be able to aggregate the show, that is coded using XML. So this link here is in fact our feed URL. So if I copy that and paste it into my browser, I'm going to see the feed, the textual representation of all this junk that's in my calendar, right? But it's a mess. How am I going to ever put that on my website? It makes no sense, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do that using PHP code. So we're going to paste in that URL there, the whole thing. There it is, just like that. Real simple. I'm going to keep it simple tonight. So now, uh, now PHP knows the URL of my calendar. We need to tell it to parse it to break it up and to actually work with the data. So the way we're going to do that, let's, let's call this string, uh, this is going to be an array actually, RSS. Uh, actually, we'll, it will be an object because we're going to use simple XML uh, equals simple XML. We haven't talked about objects in the past, but PHP is an uh, object-oriented language. And I can't type and talk at the same time as I'm finding. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Okay. Understandable. So... A uh, simple XML load file is basically the, the command that we're going to use, but we want it load to load feed. So it's as simple as that. So now, by doing that, if I go print r dollar sign RSS, we learned print r on a previous episode of the show. Upload those changes, and let's go to demo.cat5.tv slash 020. Click on that file. And there we see the output of the simple XML object in source code. It looks like that because we've print art. So it is outputting basically the uh, array looking thing, but it's actually a PHP object. So in order to access the content of that object, see it's a simple XML element object. It's a little bit different than, uh, than an array because things are assigned uh, with... Uh, to an object called RSS. So what I want to do is I want to convert things to a string. So I can do, for example, well, first of all, we want to actually loop through. We've learned about four each. We want to loop through the RSS feed that we've loaded. It's an object, but we can loop through it. Um, but looking at the feed that we're going to receive here, let's look at that. You'll see... Cool, cool. Lots of data, eh? Lots to work with. So we want to loop through all this stuff and save it in strings. Let's try this. Again, can't type and talk at the same time. And for my test, I'm going to go print our item. That's going to show me if I've got a good loop here because it's going to spew out the same data but a little bit differently. Perfect. So my item is, you know, one item, two items kind of thing. Perfect. Okay. 
following along so far? So a four each. If you have any questions, he'll let me know. <laughs> because uh. <laughs> it, it's cool. I, I kind of need a proxy because I, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, four each. It's a loop. I'm going through the RSS object. I'm looping through it and assigning the value mm. of what it finds during each loop, each iteration as dollar sign item, a, uh, an array, right? Or it's an object still. Sorry, because I'm using object-oriented programming right now. But we're going to convert it to an array, which is a little bit different. I, I'm going to show you how we're going to do that. Basically, I'm going to uh, create uh, a... Well, we're gonna let's let's back up a little bit. I'm gonna create a string called uh, title. Okay, just to keep things simple, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, that is dollar sign item because this is the iteration that we're currently going through, and it is title. <clears throat> so the title of the currently, basically the currently read entry in the loop, is going to be assigned to dollar sign title. So if I now echo dollar sign title, which is a string now, and add a carriage return to the end of that. Now I should get a bunch of titles in my browser if I refresh. There we go. <clears throat> so the title mm -hmm. is in fact the event name. Right. Right? So now we need a little bit more data. We need things like the date and what it is that is being... Um, that's happening on that day more so than just the title. So we'll say, uh, okay, let's grab the, uh, the summary, which is the text that I've entered in my calendar. So if I go back to my calendar. So let's look at this one, for example. See this text here? That's my summary, the description extra text that tells a little bit more about uh, about what this event is going to be doing. So the thing here with the summary is uh, we're going to create the, f the, um, the string from the, uh, from the object. Just like that. Same kind of thing. But the problem with that is that uh, what I know is going to happen is sometimes the summary has carriage returns. We might want to remove those if you encounter that um, you can explode by like slash n. We'll talk about that at another time. It doesn't really matter for us tonight. But if I go echo dollar sign title dot see how I'm doing that. So I'm, now I'm adding a carriage return dollar sign uh, sorry dollar sign summary. Those are both strings now created from the object and two carriage returns. So now what I've got I've got the title and the summary of each of those items in my calendar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to output those to the browser. There we go. Cool. Okay. So we've got episode 378, when? Tuesday, December 16th. Status confirmed. Event description. Ever want to display current or upcoming events on your website? That's what we're doing tonight. See? That's the information from the calendar. So now we want to kind of clean that up even further, and uh, let's let's do some breaking down of that summary because we probably don't want all of that kind of extra stuff like event status confirmed. Do we really want all that? I'm not too sure. Uh, but we can we can start by, as I was saying, we can kind of break that up by doing an explode. And explode searches within uh, a string. And I need quotes here because I'm doing a slash n, which is a carriage return. 
it searches for the for every instance of slash n and replaces with um, let's change that to uh, oh no sorry I'm I'm thinking str my my mistake sorry there we go and explode creates an array which is not going to work as summary so we're going to call this summary two we're going to explode the string summary from slash r so now print r summary that's better summary two sorry okay can I explain what I just did which mm-hmm. sounded in my mind <laughs> I'm crazy right now because it's the thought processes of a programmer I guess so what I did there and why. Okay. This is the s- summary we're looking at here. So we've got when and then a carriage return. Event status confirmed and then a carriage return event description. This is what I really want is the event description. Mm-hmm. So now by exploding by carriage return, I'm going to get an array. And now I can kind of work with that a little bit easier. So I see... In that array, number four is the event description. That one doesn't have one. That one doesn't have one. Right? So everyone that has an event description has four in this new array, summary two, and that's the event description. Okay? So I can further break that down and say, okay, so now dollar sign summary equals um, dollar sign summary two because we know that that's what it's going to be. So if I echo out, we're not going to go too much further with this, but echo dollar sign title dot. And if you have any questions in the chat room or if, I, if I've missed anything that you're curious about, please let me know. Oh, must have hit save. So see what I've done there is I've replaced summary with summary two, which is our new array, and the fourth in the summary. So some of these will be empty. Summary will become an empty string, and that's okay because those ones simply don't have a, uh, a summary. So now I'm going to be stripping away all that, like when event status and everything like that. Oh, I'm looking at source. We don't want to do that because I've got BRs in there. There you go. So now it's just the title and the event description. Title, event description. Real nice and clean. So to assign this to an array now, just really quickly, uh, because we're in a for each loop, we know that we can now assign. So let's go uh, calendar. Or we can call it events or whatever we want to call it, as long as it isn't already taken. And that is going to assign 0, 1, 2 incrementally through this loop. That's why I did the two hard braces there. Equal, uh, and then we'll go uh, equals array dollar sign, uh, sorry, title. And we're going to assign title as dollar sign title. And summary. Dollar sign summary. So I've just created an array called calendar, and it's going to, every time through the loop of the RSS entry, it's going to add another one to that array. Okay. So now outside of that loop, if I print our calendar... Now watch what happens here. It's finally finished uploading. Oh, oh 
that's better. Uh, yeah, let's wait. Um, I said, oh, nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh-oh. It's all good. No Just worries. We're figuring me, it out. That's the it. beauty of live TV here, people. You don't know what's going to happen. And we are figuring out the problems you potentially would have and rectifying them for I like you. like your style. Dollar sign title. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You found the missing link, I believe. Yay. This is what happens when you haven't had enough coffee. Quick, get it's, this man another cup. Yeah, I know. Anyway, what I don't I just don't want to lose any time on this. Boy oh boy. Well it's okay. Why don't we cut to the news and come back? We can come back? We can do that. So we can, can take we do a that? temporary PHP pause. My title is still uh, set as an object. I'm going to fix that and then come right back. But the source code uh, is going to be in 020 on demo.cap5.tv. And I'm, what's happening here is I'm watching the time and thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm out of time, I'm out of time, I'm out of time. But you can see what I've done is I've been able to mm-hmm. load the information and I can loop through and I can work with that information so that I can output it to my browser. And then I can, originally I wanted to assign it to an array. I'm, I'm out of time to do that. But um, you've got access to, for example, t- dollar sign title, dollar mm-hmm. sign summary. Those two things are set. Um, print R your dollar sign item to see what other object items are available to you, and you can assign those to strings as well. Uh, and then you'll be able to uh, to work with those. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on that and see if I can finish that up during the news. But I do have a couple of other things that I have to I have to have your images up on my screen and everything. But if not, we'll certainly come back to that um, another time. All right. Very cool. Can I, can I do that? Sounds good to me. Not so cool. Let's Not throw so it cool. outside to our uh, news anchor, Head live outside. on location. Here she is. In the north. Hello. It is Tuesday, December 16th, 2014, and here are the stories we're covering this week. The Pirate Bay has been cloned by a competitor. A software glitch caused a bunch of Amazon products to be sold for just one pence. The Umbrella is receiving a tech overhaul, and Microsoft is fighting to keep their users' data private from the U.S. government, but they're not alone in their fight. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Operation Christmas Child is one of the great stories that's unfolding in our lifetime. We are only seeing just the beginning of this project. And these children will change the world. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. IsoHunt, a website providing access to mostly pirated material, has cloned the database of its competitor, the Pirate Bay, after it was shut down last week. The clone site is online and fully functioning, according to users. 
The Pirate Bay, one of the world's most visited websites, has been closed since a police raid in Sweden last week. Isohunt, which was banned in the UK last month, said it made the move in order to save the freedom of information on the internet. If the Pirate Bay returns, the clone site will be taken down, Isohunt added. Pirate Bay offered an expansive list of links to pirated content including films, TV shows, and music. The Swedish police carried out a raid near Stockholm last week, seizing servers from the Pirate Bay following an investigation which had lasted years, the force said. While its founders have already been convicted of copyright infringement offenses and some have been jailed, the site has proved difficult to close down permanently. In 2012, the Pirate Bay changed its structure to make itself more portable and easy to clone. Repricer Express automatically changes the cost of items for sale on Amazon Marketplace to keep listings competitive 24-7 without constant attention. The company responsible for development have had to apologize for a software glitch that led to hundreds of items being sold for just one pence on Amazon. Oh, man. One pence. The glitch affected prices for an hour on Friday and involved firms who use the Repricer Express tool. That's an incredible deal. (laughs) The company's (laughs) chief executive, Brendan Doherty, said he was deeply sorry for the disruption. Amazon said most orders were cancelled after the error was spotted. The orders were placed on its marketplace service, which allows third-party companies to trade on Amazon. So if I'm reading that correctly, Robbie, that means that no matter what you ordered on Amazon for one hour, it would cost one penny. So you could order... Like, what are some of the larger ticket items would on they have really, Amazon? Would they let it fly, though? Would they not, like, refund your No, pets? but oh, imagine, oh, imagine though, so just thrilled. for a moment, the, the glimmer of hope. If you went to go buy, like, what can you buy that's a, a big ticket item on Amazon? Oh, I don't know. Like, like a, a new couch TV, or a big TV in, or Yeah, or an entertainment system. One pence. Hmm. Nice. Lovely. We don't even have pennies anymore. I know. (laughs) Pennies don't don't exist. (laughs) Um, Here's a great story. The design of the umbrella has pretty much stayed the same for years, except for various size changes. However, all of that may be about to change, and drastically. Developers in China have designed something quite incredible called the Air Umbrella. It has no canopy or metal spokes. Instead, it uses air to divert the raindrops from hitting you. It currently comes in three different sizes and the battery lasts for about 30 minutes when continuously running. The area of protection it provides is about three and a half feet in diameter, which would be like you or someone else holding a normal size umbrella. The company recently ran a Kickstarter campaign and fully funded the project. We can expect shipment in in December of next year. So... Robbie, this umbrella is the most amazing thing I have seen probably ever. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is that pretty impressive? Yeah. So I want one. Okay. Next Christmas. Is that Christmas list? <laughs> I wonder I gotta wonder how heavy this thing is. I mean it's it's the it's shaft a machine. has several, I don't know, C or D size battery Batteries. cells. That so. only lasts thirty minutes. That's kinda of wasteful actually. Well but would they it, well would they, it, is it rechargeable? Rechargeable or something. It would they, have they never to have be. I just disposables I, in something. I love the idea of like things that could go wrong with this. Like, what if it just started obnoxiously, like wouldn't turn off? What? Where would you store your air umbrella? <laughs> it makes me wonder what, how noisy is it. 
Yeah, it's probably really noisy. <laughs> like like a blow dryer. And people's like, hair is blowing as you Could walk Could you use hair as a weapon? All of a sudden, everybody oh, looks like a dog with yeah, their face weapon. out the window. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Tech giants like Apple and Amazon, as well as media companies and civil rights advocacy groups, are standing behind Microsoft as it wages a legal battle that could have a big impact on digital piracy privacy in the United States and abroad. The U.S. government is trying to force Microsoft to turn over an individual customer's emails that are stored on servers in Ireland. The case relates to drugs and money laundering, but the name of the account holder's identity and nationality are not known. Microsoft refused to hand over the information, even after being issued a search warrant from the government, because the data is kept outside of the country. In July, a federal judge ruled that the company had to surrender those emails to the American government. Microsoft appealed. Microsoft has argued that the U.S. government should respect international laws. If Microsoft ultimately had to hand over the emails based on a U.S. court order alone, it would do so without any input from the Irish government. That could be dangerous. Microsoft argues that the U.S. Has already, the U.S. already has treaties in place with countries like Ireland that exist precisely for situations such as these. If it, circumve- if it circumvents them, what would stop other countries from doing so? Mm. What a slippery slope that would be. So good job, Microsoft. Now, for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom... I'm Sasha Dermatis. Sasha, thank you so much. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Hillary Rumble, keeping it real over here. At the, at the, with the fear of looking like an idiot, oh, I look like an idiot. Stop. That's, that's it. No, in my mind, I'm like, well, I, I want to try this, but I'm not sure if it'll work. And, and so... Let's just do it. I'm going to do it. Just do it. we got to learn. What's happening? Okay. I'm back to our calendar. Before we get into your viewer questions, we've got some stuff to give away. This is, is, is going to happen, folks. Um, we're working with an object. We're assigning strings from object values. But the thing is, is that because we're working with objects as the source, mm-hmm. they're being assigned as objects. So when I print out that, that mm-hmm. uh, array... It's not giving me what I'm expecting. So you'll see it may look like a whole bunch of stuff, but notice the title is simple XML element object. Wait a minute. No, my title is episode 378 import a Google Calendar. So let's let's go back here to our source code where we were. Uh, as I was running out of time, I was getting a little bit frantic. Let's add to this. We're going to convert this to a string. We're going to m- ensure that PHP assigns it as a string. And same thing with our first summary should do because that's the one where it's assigned from the object. So the subsequent ones shouldn't need that because now it's a string. So as I work on it, it continues to be a string. It never changes back to an object. So now if I refresh that output, there we go. Title, episode 378. And you notice that we've got uh, some extra stuff there, but essentially we've got something that we can start working with. Okay, so it, it's a uh, work in progress. It's, uh, it's, it's giving you something to work with as far as your calendar goes. You notice that I haven't added the summary to the array yet. 
Um, so, okay, let's go back here. I'm going to show you exactly how we're going to do that. Back to the way we were doing it. Like that, okay? So title, and this is the final step. Dollar sign title. Then summary. Dollar sign summary. That's all there is to it. It's done. We have an array now um, just to get us started. Refresh that. Now we've got title, summary, title, summary. Okay. And we can do some other things to work with that, but that's all the time that we have to commit to that tonight. But it gives us something to start with. Um, I'm going to put the source code there that you can just kind of play around with. But we've successfully been able to load our Google Calendar uh, into PHP, um, start working with the simple XML mm -hmm, object, mm -hmm. and convert some of it, at least, a starting point uh, into an array to get you started. And you can play around again by print R. Uh, ing is that a, a, a <laughs> verb? Can you print ring? Uh, print r your dollar sign item in the for each loop in order to see what kind of information is available to you, and then you can assign it just mm -hmm. like I did with title and summary. Uh, you'll want to get the date, for example, things like that. All right. Oh. Moving along, uh, we've got this thing to give away. Don't forget. <gasps> yeah. Make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You. Email us, contest at category5.tv. We're going to give you until the end of the show to do that. Uh, we've got one to give away tonight and another one uh, again next week. So um, awesome. what you need to do is go over to vivewater.ca. Vivewater.ca. Tell me the third bullet point uh, on the right-hand side of the homepage. And check out their product. Look around yeah. the website. Learn a little bit about what it means to have a vibe water pitcher uh, it of course alkalizes the water adjusts the ph level to make it healthier it's like a sports mm -hmm. drink without all the calories and sugar and all that junk that's really cool really cool i indeed. want one it's i want to awesome. fill my swimming pool with vive water <laughs> if i had a swimming pool yeah instant hydration <laughs> that's full cool. body hydration that's what they say okay all righty viewer questions well, let's just dive right into some questions think? here we have our first one coming to us from <laughs> Ken. Um, just okay. a little bit of confusion, looking for some clarification here. Um, in regards to some of our earlier uh, episodes from like 2012, yeah. um, the show, we had um, three Microsoft Life Cams um, cameras set up sure. to shoot the show. Ken says he felt that looks pretty smooth. And then he says, jumping ahead, looking at some of our later shows where we um, used the Logitech C920 yeah. and then the Life Cam, and he found that the Life Cam was like horrible. What changed in the months uh, between these videos? Okay, well, there are a few, a few different variables there. Um, the, the demonstration that you're thinking of was meant to show that um, webcams could be used in 1080p mode and right. with a 720 mm -hmm. canvas and being able to zoom in on them. Um, but that's in uh, essentially, uh, usually that's going to happen in a single camera environment. The problem with um, with webcams is that they use a lot of CPU resources mm -hmm. because they're USB. So if you've got a camera that plugs into USB as a video source, you know that it's going to run up your CPU. That means that your processor is going to be red hot and right. it's going to cause possibly some issues if you've got one or two maybe three cameras plugged mm -hmm. in to usb so um the life cam c920 performs quite well in fact that's what we continue to use sasha if i can throw back over to you in the newsroom yes. just so that people can see what the c920 looks like that is it mm -hmm. and adam if you can point over to the uh to the the camera so you can see how we've done this ta-da it's just on top of 
pardon me, a monitor. Cool, eh? Which Sasha uses as a uh, teleprompter. So that's that's all there is to it. That's a C920, and it works cool. very, very well. The frame rate is excellent. And really, what, is, what does it boil down to? I think it's multiple cameras. We have, obviously, multiple camera sources. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the computer. It's a different scenario. That demonstration was, we've got a webcam. We're going to show you how to do it, and it's right. just that. This is the full broadcast, and when mm-hmm. we're broadcasting, we've got other things going on and a lot of resources that are being used, and we've got to be able to totally maximize the, the processor power of our server. So uh, I, I think that's part of it. Okay. I think that's part of it. Uh, cool. the the USB bus also has a lot to do with it how, how many video, uh, how many USB cards you've got running off of each um, channel on your motherboard uh, mm. we've got a motherboard where it's got two separate channels one of them is uh, like it's two different chipsets um, so mm. we can use PCI Express on one chipset and PCI Express on another uh, in different lanes and so it gives us a little bit more flexibility but if you've got five cards now you're sharing the lanes with yeah, other cards. Yeah, that's true. So things happen. Hmm. Good to know. Question. Good question. If it came down, can I just add, if it came sure. down to C920 or one of the, the later, that's a little bit of an older webcam now, mm-hmm. uh, or the uh, the Microsoft camera, what I found with the Microsoft camera, remember how when Christy was with us, remember how her camera used to go in yes, and out of focus? Yes, the focus. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, that was on the Microsoft LifeCam um, Studio the 1080p version mm. of the life camp and it would go in and out of focus and that yeah. was just the worst thing the autofocus was terrible um so um but the camera quality is quite good mm-hmm. but you've got to know that you've got the cpu power to do it the c920 uses less cpu power in my opinion from what i've been able to determine so cool. that's why it was performing better during the most recent demonstration makes sense mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for the question. Yes. Have another question, actually. Nice. Uh, coming up to us from Min Rolls. Hello. Um, I followed a tutorial that you guys did on CH rooting. I tried CH rooting into Linux Mint from Antergos. Is that something? Antergos? Antergos. I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't know, guys. Sorry. Uh, both distros are 64 bit. It did not work. Must both distros be the same in order to be able to CH root, or can the issue maybe lay somewhere else? What does it all oh, mean? Oh, okay. So you're CH rooting, but you're using a different distro to try to CH root in. And yes, um, it, I, I thought that we said in that demonstration, um, it's imperative that you're, that the distro that you're using is as close of a match, pre- preferably identical to the distro that's installed. Hmm. So if you've got, for example, you know, Debian 7.04, whatever, right? Specifically, you want that distro to be able to CH root in. Otherwise, you're going to have all kinds of trouble because you've got mixed matched versions of different libraries and kernel drivers and hmm. all different kinds of things. Ideally, you would want to have an identical matching distro. You could do it with others, but it, the chances for trouble are much higher if it's not a match. So I would give it another try, but use uh, use the same distro and preferably the same version. Cool. Okay. Thanks for the question. Thank Good luck. you. Appreciate it. Hacking pretty soon. CH rooting into their system. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Here is a question coming to us from Tool916. Uh, I'm 
Okay, I'm just reading this. It's a okay. little long-winded. Okay. Subject says Let's iTunes. Let's see how she paraphrases on the fly. Uh, <laughs> Let's see how she does. It. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> regarding iTunes, Linux, and me, can you recommend a Swiss Army knife type audio format that most pa- platforms can use and enjoy? I use iPrunes because I have several iPods, but iPrunes has a bad habit of duplicating and triplicating tracks, which is annoying. Um, XBMC seems to be a great multi-format front end that enjoys windows and linux environments by selling to sync to the ipods nasty um do you know anything about the new high def audio formats because he still enjoys using magnetic media does that mean i'm not a nice person sasha should be on network news p.s there you go sasha what do you think of that oh you have my full attention (laughs) (laughs) what sasha news what what What? huh Uh, you know what? I'm not your guy for this one. And you know why? iPods and iOS devices mm-hmm. syncing to Linux and syncing in general, I can't stand it. Sorry. I have, uh, for music, I use an MP3 player, old school style, because I just like to have MP3 files and I like to keep my own organizational structure. And when I want to listen to a mm-hmm. CD, I copy and paste the files in their mp3 format onto the card i'm kind of old school that way because i can't Ooh, stand old school media managers <laughs> and stuff that's me so i'm just not your guy because i've never really messed around with uh, the ios stuff because i don't like um the way that they manage music and the way that you need to use itunes or an equivalent that's not to say that it can't be done i mean amarok is is fantastic and there are great tools for linux uh but what f- what format the problem is is that it's not like an MP3 player where you can just take MP3s and drop them on. It's not right. like a, a mm-hmm. Samsung Galaxy phone where you can just drop your files on as yeah. MP3 files and push play and it works. Um, they have to be converted. So you end up with copies of these files. Mm-hmm. You've got your MP3 files as your master source and then you've converted them to iTunes and you've got to have them in two places. And I'm not into that. So um, that's just that's the nature of iOS. Gotcha. They want control. They want you yeah. to buy everything from iTunes store and what you don't buy, they want it to be in their format. And it's true. Sorry. Sorry. That's all I got. That's all I got. Get, uh, use your iPod for checking email and things like that and do what I do. Get an MP3 player. <laughs> They're so cheap now. I love it. Get a MP3 player for dirt cheap. True. Yeah. Very True. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> like, you're such a nerd. You're a nerd who doesn't like technology, Robbie. Yeah, that's kind of funny in a way. <laughs> like, get a Walkman. Get a cassette player. Get a player. Walkman. <laughs> you, you, can pick any, you can pick 50 cassettes up for a dollar at any two pence for real at any yard sale. It's not that bad. But I see your point. Email the tech guy. About how to use your tech, and he tells you to use yesterday's tech. No, that's... Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. Make fun of me if you want. It's okay. We all got our thing. It's okay. That's his thing. There are answers. I just don't have them because I steer away from it. We avoid those. Me. Is that okay? Am I allowed to say I don't know something? You're not... I mean, you are human, right? You're not like a robot. So it's okay if you don't know everything. Okay. There was the one episode where Eric was on, and I did demonstrate that I have Android limbs. That was kind of neat. Mm, well, there if you, you find go. it, I will send you a cookie. 
Cool. Well, I think we have time for one more quick okay, question. Okay, one more question, and then we're giving the survive water. Then we're giving away, away the goods, okay? Right. Um, this comes to us from Kevo, saying um, that, well, congratulations on our new studio, of course. Um, he's checking out your blog about um, the link from your home to the studio using the Rocket AC and Dish. Oh, yeah. He's wondering why you chose that over Power Beam, not trying to be critical or criticizing, just curious okay. as to why. What is it that you know about the two that I don't know about the two? Please share your thoughts on your choice of one over the other. Go. Go. Okay, check out my blog, baldnerd.com. Learn about the internet service that we want to pull in here. Now, a couple of, now I'm going to try to do this by memory because there's so many products that I've had to research in order to try to find internet. Now, the one that we're looking at is 450 megabits per second mm-hmm. and will uh, stream internet from my house right. to Studio D at 450 megabits a second. That's super fast. That's better than, you know, most, you know, it's better than a, a mm-hmm. 100 megabit network connection anyway. Yeah. Um, and I thought that because it's 450 in bad weather when you know that wireless internet kind of slows down in mm-hmm. bad weather, we've got more play. So at 450 megabits a second, if it goes down to 300 or 200, we still have more than enough Enough, room. yeah. Now, the power beam, on the other hand, is 150 megabits a second. So there's not as much play there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot of play. I mean, 150 megabits a second is good. But if it went down to 20 megabits a second... It'd be painful. Ooh, that would be bad. And that could happen, hypothetically speaking. Right. Yeah, the other thing yeah. about Power Beam, I, I believe it is meant for longer longer distances. Like oh, greater in, geography. In the, like 20 kilometer, 25 right, right, kilometer right. range. Um, there are other devices that Ubiquiti sells that, um, you know, if we wanted to go with the 150 megabits mm-hmm. a second, we'd probably look at... Um, not necessarily the power beam, but some of the other ones. Um, they've got such a wide variety of things. But for mm-hmm. us, the selection was made because of the speed and mm-hmm. its ability to go through um, weather, snow, rain. Which Those we have a lot of yeah, in Canada. Of that, <laughs> um, sometimes in the same day. Yeah. But um, I think that's really the deciding factor. And the price is good for what it is. Um, 1017 would be our cost. And then we'd be up and running with internet. I'd install it myself, but hmm. um, that's. I hope that that helps answer your question. Anyways, that's cool. kind of how it goes. All right, let's give away the goods, Robbie. We're gonna go over to random.org. Yeah. We don't have a drawbot here yet, so uh, and we're gonna generate a random number. Here we go. Out of uh, twenty-eight ballots received, we've got. The number four. Ooh, who the number, is four number four belongs to. Let's find your ah uh, Tweedle. Nice. Tweedle, congratulations Yay. to Tweedle. Hooray! There you go. That's awesome. Tweedle, uh, I'm gonna that. I'm gonna send this to you. I've got your address. Thank you for sending that. Um, this is a Vive water pitcher from ViveWater.ca. Um, so this is yours. Congratulations, cool. Congratulations, Tweedle. And if you didn't win tonight, Tweedle, you you don't need to listen to this because you won. <laughs> if you didn't win, if you're one of those who sent in a ballot, or if you haven't sent in a ballot yet, keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, email contest at category5.tv, and when you do that, um, do we will um, take your ballot and add it to next week's draw. Nice. So anyone who has already done it, you don't need to do it again. I've still got your ballot. All right. Terrific. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let us know how much you love it when you get it. 
Send us a picture of you drinking Vive water. Send us a picture of somebody throwing a glass of Vive water at you and you deflecting it with an air umbrella. Oh, that would be <laughs> great. That's a really Pouring good it idea. over your head. I <laughs> like that thinking. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Never gonna good. live down that umbrella. No. That's pretty cool. We we need to get one of those to demo. I think. Yeah, I I concur wholeheartedly. Yeah, um, buy it for well, Sasha for Christmas. One yes. of the two. It one looks kind of kinda like you need an umbrella out there. The snow has been coming down for it's, hours. <laughs> it's amazing that you haven't like you're not covered yeah, in snow. Yeah, it's incredible. My hair and makeup people are so professional. Doesn't they, accumulate they just, on me every at all. time I change the camera. I mean. There they are. Oh, they're doing your hair, and oh, they've oh, got yeah, your makeup yeah. done, oh, and they're there gone. They did it. They're mm-hmm. already gone. Just like that, instant. It's like her own pit crew for her <laughs> hair and face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's cool. Got anything else for me? I got. That's, that's all the time, really. We've got. I know like it's almost the end of the show, but, but it's but nice having you here. We got people watching worldwide, Robbie, with mm-hmm. our viewer map. Really? Should we check it I'm so out? So nervous all of a sudden. Why? Because they're all over the world. They're all over the world. And we have right. new registered what viewers. Where you are. Hey, registered viewers. Yeah, new cool. people tuning in like Smokey Thanks. Joe. Hey, Smokey Joe. Major Dude 58. Major Dude. Bradley. Hey, Bradley. M. Redster. Hey, yeah. And Main Geek 75, our new registered viewers. My Main Geek. Main Geek, Geek has been in the chat room. So nice. We've hey, been chatting hello. with Main Geek. Main Geek. Nice to see you. Thanks mm-hmm. for being here. A couple of a uh, couple of noobs in the chat room too. Yeah, I see you. Nice to see it's you. It's fun. We love it. We love it. We love the interaction, the dynamics of the chat room. That's thanks for the, registering yeah. on the website too. It's a great way to become involved in the community, and mm-hmm. uh, we do have um, kind of virtual awards that happen um, <laughs> on on the website. So uh, the more you do through the, you know, whether you're watching the ap- episodes or um, being a part of the community in any way, you gain viewer points, and the more viewer points you get, the more awards. These virtual awards that are <laughs> really just about you know trying to catch up to Jot, but uh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's it's fun a lot of fun and we it love having uh, you as a part of our community so thanks for joining it's free did i mention that we love free love free we love it well, that's why we love to give away stuff for free yep that's how we do it give away knowledge for free mm-hmm. you know it, that just reminded me i mean it's an it's a bit off topic because it's free but <laughs> Some of you did buy shirts. We sold oh, some shirts terrific. for the Teespring campaign, perfect. and that helps us out. And uh, we thank you for that. And also the donations that came in this week. Oh, um, wow. Not so free for those of you who donated. <laughs> that costed you money, and we appreciate that because it does mm-hmm. cost money to do this. We'll keep doing it for free, uh, but we got to pay the bills, and I appreciate yeah. everybody who has pitched in mm-hmm. uh, to make this show possible. And, and those shirts, they're on their way, so... I understand that I hope, I believe, I mean, Teespring assured us that you're going to have that before Christmas. So if you ordered one, um, it will look wonderful um, Christmas morning. Take a a sweet selfie and send it to us. A selfie in front of the Christmas tree. In your new shirt. That works. That'd be great. That'd be (laughs) awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. That's all the time we have. Uh, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Uh, visit our website. That's the one I was looking for, Category5.tv. Uh, you'll also find us on Twitter, at Category5TV. Find us on YouTube, 
We're everywhere. Also, linuxtechshow.com. We've got Sasha Dermatis over there in the newsroom. You'll find the newsroom segment is there at linuxtechshow.com. We've got a lot more exciting uh, little mini segments that we're going to be producing for you over the next little while. Uh, again, a mention about our Roku channel. Get over to cat5.tv slash Roku channel. Uh, also, if you haven't bought a Roku yet, you want to do that. It's cat5.tv slash Roku, R-O-K-U, to get a, uh, a little device. They started like at 49 bucks. Totally reasonable. And it turns your stupid TV into a smart TV. And not just any smart TV, but a Roku-powered smart TV, which means you get the best programming on the interwebs on your TV in full HD. like that. (laughs) Sounds good to me. That's it for us. Take it easy. Thank you, Hillary and Sasha. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here. Good night. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.